ask everybody a question here, which is, what is the purpose of government? Does anybody know the answer to this question? Keep us safe. Serve the people. Keep us safe and serve the people. Anything else? Or control. Protect our rights. Control. So right here, I have a pocketbook constitution. Okay. Anybody else carry this every day of their life? I'm just kidding. Uh, but let me read from you from the Constitution what the purpose was of this particular constitutional republic, which we are a republic, by the way. We are not a democracy, right? Everybody understand that. A constitutional republic. Now, it says here, we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, assuming it's not perfect at the start, correct? a more perfect union, establish justice. Very important, how many of you feel that we've been unjustified in the past, even just couple years with the pandemic, yes? So we're here to establish justice, according to this document, uh, ensure domestic tranquility. Domestic tranquility, you can just go over that. To, what does that mean? Tranquility, to sit with peace, right? To establish this peace and essentially peace and order. Provide for the common defense. Now, back in feudal times, defense was the number one purpose of government, correct? The king had the knights, and there was this the peasant class, and they were covered by the king and the knights and the sort of warrior military class, correct? Does everybody remember that? Then the Magna Carta came out and said, no, we've got rights too, and this whole idea of individual rights came about. So we have to recognize that the government is also supposed to protect us. So all libertarians out there, the argument against that idea of very, very, very limited government or little to none or anarchy essentially, is that the problem is that other governments organize against you and your own common defense, right? The common people. And so what happens then is a government has to be formed in your defense to defend you from them, correct? So if Mexico wanted to invade us or Russia or China, so we do need a government. I'm not anti-government. I don't think anyone here would be anti-government, correct? So we've got to promote the general welfare. Promote the general welfare. That doesn't mean to give welfare, to provide for the, all the means of somebody, correct? Uh, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our, prosper our posterity. Do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Let's give it a round of applause for the Constitution. So, what's interesting about the Constitution is uh, values um, tend to change and adjust over time. What are values? Values are like... Uh, let's say you're in your 20s and you want to take care of your own well-being, maybe start your career, finish school. Those are your values, correct? And then what happens when you have children? Your values change. You become a parent. Now, I'm not a parent yet, but those values will start to instill within me and see, hey, this is how my value has changed as a person, correct? And we can go on and on and on and, and recognize that your values will change over time. However, principles remain universally true, right? Principles remain universally true in the document there, the Constitution, if we just refer back to it, okay, Danielle here is running for governor for the Constitutional Party, correct? So I thought it, to, uh, I thought it necessary or, or, or interesting to just bring up the Constitution as a document itself. So it's principles, right? And really, I think for myself personally, um, I'm not very political. I think that mostly I'm just interested in how civilization really works. I have a podcast called Matrix Breakers, 
and we're here to break the matrix, right? What, what, what is the matrix in definition, in my own definition? It's a cultural, political, medical system that controls our everyday lives, or at least uh, has the perception of control, correct? And we're dedicated here to breaking the matrix, and that's why I have that entire thing. And that's what got me interested in politics, because really, uh, it's not that I'm as interested in politics as much as politics is interested in me. And politics is interested in you and your general welfare and your well-being, right? And that's the problem, is that government has gotten too large and wants to ordain its power over all of us. And it's not the rulers that we have. We have governors, correct? We have people who govern us. And that's the purpose of, uh, for the government itself. And then when it comes to young people, now if you ask young people right now, is Nancy Pelosi a corrupt politician? What, what do you think you get in response? Correct. Who is Nancy Pelosi? So because we, we, no one knows what's going on. See, we are at an echo chamber, right? If you're here, let's say you are politically active or politically engaged, and you on your social media feed, you get these memes of political things that are funny, and you would get them. My girlfriend actually showed me a meme of Dr. Fauci and something about, it was like this woman who said something like, government will never touch my body or my rights or something, and then some picture of Dr. Fauci. She had no idea what it, what it was, right? My girlfriend's just the perfect example of a, a millennial who's not all the way engaged. She doesn't even know what that meant. However, us in this echo chamber, sometimes we have to recognize we're in an echo chamber, correct? We are super active on this stuff. So information to us may mean something, whereas to others, they don't even understand it. And so the reason I bring that up is because Young people need to uh, honestly be talked to almost like children, almost like children. Just telling them, what is government? Why do we have principles? Why is the Constitution a thing? Instead of just addressing the people who are brainwashed, I guess, or who have chosen a side, perhaps, you have to address things in terms of the context. Bring about a foundation for millennials and young people to walk on a foundation of understanding. Does that make sense? That's what I try to do. We have to bridge the intellectual gap between people like us who are politically engaged and understand what's going on and people who are just putting up a Ukraine flag in their front yard. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they, don't, they don't know what's happening. You know, there's these memes out there about what, they're just on to the next thing, right? They're just on to the next thing. And this is why, I guess you could even say the left um, has a dominance in culture. They're this culture. But teenagers nowadays are pulled as more conservative than ever before. They're the most conservative generation. Why is that? Because as teenagers, who, how many of you in this room rebelled as a teenager? Just rebelled generally? Okay, the reason why that is is because we wanna be counterculture. Because the left has culture dominated, okay? People were more interested in the Johnny Depp trial than the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, right? Uh, that people were more interested, that, see, because culture will take you and distract you, right? And so we have to be counterculture. And you know what millennials are really interested in? They know that something is generally wrong with the way things are. And then they have this sort of um, revolutionary mentality and they want to like break down the systems or institutions that are in control today, right? But we can agree that the institutions are a little out of control, correct? They have probably too much control over our lives. I'm very interested in a Supreme Court decision that's coming out probably today, if not today, tomorrow, um, which is West Virginia versus the EPA. How many of you know about this case? No? Anybody here? 
Okay, this is going to define what exactly does the department, the EPA, what exactly do these departments that are made by Congress even have the power to do in the first place? So it's a pretty big decision because the EPA came in and shut down the coal, the coal plants in West Virginia. And if anybody knows West Virginia, it is coal. That's the economy there. So the West Virginia was joined by multiple states to sue. And so that's just the one microcosm of an issue we're dealing with. This is it's an administrative state. It's not the deep state, right? Because it's in your face. Okay, it's, it's all over the place. And so we have to recognize that. And so people who are young, they know that something's wrong and they have, they have the intuition to say, oh, well, something's wrong. We should just burn it down and restart or rebuild something new. When in reality, the old wisdom inside of all of us is like, hey, let's return to the principles that we started this nation off with. And I think that's another reason why people who are young want to recognize that they should pick up a constitutional booklet. But also we have to recognize that our enemy is not just the Democratic Party, which should personally, in my opinion, be destroyed as a national institution in the country because of the Civil War. Uh, they are the party, remember, they are the party of Andrew Jackson. They are the party of the Trail of Tears, okay? Any, anybody who has any sympathy for Native Americans. Uh, they are the party of splitting the country in two. They are the party of the Civil War. They are the Confederacy. And then later, they are the Slave Party. They are the uh, KKK. Okay, they are the party of abortion as well, which was a Margaret Sanger, 1930s, Adolf Hitler. This is eugenics. And now today, what is the left truly? We are not going against the Democrats. We are going against globalism. The left and Democratic Party has controlled the apparatus of the state, and they have partnered with globalist corporation, corporate fascism is what it is, and that's what we're going up against. You know, the people here, we understand the Republican Party is not as honest as it could possibly be. Yes or yes? Okay, so we have to recognize that the Republican Party, however, is easier to get elected inside of, even though Danielle obviously has her own issues with that. Uh, and so it is still very much controlled by the establishment, but there's a little wiggle room there. And that's why I guess all of us in this room, maybe we've been diehard Republicans for 20 years, I'm not sure. But right now we can see that as a party, it's easier to maneuver inside of and easier to change, where well, the Democrat Party is not very much like that, especially because we know they are a religion. It is a cult. They have cult-like psycho problems inside of the Democrat Party. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? The cult of the Democrat Party. So we can't just be de defeating them. Young people want to talk about globalism, the corporate fascism. All the things happening geopolitically are now accelerating. And there is a globalized world out there. We are connected. I mean, someone who has a Ukraine flag on their front door feels like there is some kind of empathy for the Ukrainian people out there, right? And so in this globalized world, America, right now, we have to recognize how insolvent we are as a nation. We have to be open about that. We cannot continue the way things are. Trump only gifted us the light to see how corrupt our systems actually are. And Joe Biden, he is the biggest gift to America because we really F things up. Big time. And we're seeing what globalism and corporate fascism can actually do if given full control. And that is what we're seeing now. We're seeing an acceleration of this. 
And this is why people like you, who probably some of y'all, maybe a couple, have not been very political in your life, as Marianne mentioned. We're not very political at all, but we are now an awakened population. We are not going to let them slide on us anymore and get away with the tyranny that they've gotten away with in the past. And so if you want to reach young people, which is a part of why I'm here, you have to be open about the true issues of this country and the world, which is the global fascist dictatorships. And I will leave you with this. If you are not reading these publications, how many of you have ever heard of the Council on Foreign Relations? Okay, a handful. Okay, 1920s Rockefeller issue there. So the Council on Foreign Relations is our State Department. They run our entire geopolitical strategy. They have a publication. If you go to their website, you can read what globalists think. This is the point I'm trying to tell you. Uh, you also want to read The Atlantic. How many of y'all ever y'all heard of The Atlantic? Y'all read The Atlantic. The Atlantic is a globalist newspaper. Anything coming out of The Atlantic will end up in spin version on The New York Times and on CNN. These are the elites. These are what the elites read. And we have to understand what the elites are reading so we can see how they're game planning ahead. And they're very open about this. It's not a conspiracy, it's an open conspiracy. They're very open about globalism and what their intentions are. And then there's also the Financial Times of London. I mean, have you ever heard of that newspaper before? One of the largest newspapers in the world. The Daily Mail is in our largest newspaper. But the Financial Times of London is also a very, very important paper. So we have to be interested in globalism and attacking things head on and realizing that young people, they know something's wrong. They know the world is corrupt. They need to know the truth in this manner. And this is how they're going to uh, get uh, voting you know, and get active politically is if they know that there are candidates out there that address the real issues. And so we have to talk about solutions. Bitcoin as a solution, gold, silver. We have to be talking about the economy. We have to talk about energy openly. We have to talk about drilling oil. We have to talk about renewable energy. But we also have to talk about natural gas. And we have to talk about all the things that can give us that prosperity. And the government, the purpose of this government, as we stated there, is to let the citizens exist in the most prosperous way possible. And I believe that's what Trump did for us was cutting regulations. We actually need less government. However, when Republicans get in power this time, they need to be in power, right? You ever heard of that concept? When Democrats are in office, they're in power. And when Republicans are in office, it's almost like they're not even there. They just support the apparatus. And so this time around, we have to change the Republican Party and actually do real activism, but in a positive way to make positive changes. And so there's somebody here running for state legislator. I just met her today, Tara Menza, right? I'm gonna give the mic over to her. She represents Longmont, this, this area, and I just saw the district, which is beautiful, and I'm learning about local politics myself. So I would love to hear from her and some of her ideas, and uh, let's give her a round of applause.